What is up, Solo Cups? My name is John Solo, and everything you've heard about the first Thanksgiving is propaganda, man. Seriously though, Thanksgiving has been a long-standing tradition here in America. According to the story that many of us were told as kids, it's even older than the country itself. Allegedly, the first Thanksgiving took place in 1621 in what would become the state of Massachusetts when the pilgrims invited the Native Americans from the Wampanoag Nation to join them in their first successful autumn harvest celebration. It was a beautiful moment where generosity and goodwill transcended any differences in culture and creed, and it led to a peace treaty where the pilgrims and natives lived in harmony for years to come. At least, that's what our kindergarten teachers wanted us to believe. But if you've been tuning into our show for a while, you already know where this is headed. That the first exchanging of food between the pilgrims and Native Americans may have been visited by aliens. Okay, maybe you don't know where this is headed. It turns out that the first Thanksgiving wasn't quite as wholesome as we were taught. There was no peace treaty or unification between the pilgrims and the natives. In fact, the Native Americans may not even have been invited. And to make it even worse, we have written evidence that the Thanksgivings that were celebrated after 1621 took place after major massacres of the Wampanoag peoples. So where did this story about love and newfound friendship that many now consider fact come from? That is what we're talking about today. So sit back, relax, and brace yourself for the messed up origins of Thanksgiving. Chapter 1. A History of Mystery with how prolific the wholesome narrative of the first Thanksgiving is, you would think that we'd actually know a little something about the event. But it turns out there are very few details to be found in our written records, which may be because no one who attended the event thought it was very important. Let me explain. With crops being harvested every year right before the winter season kicked in, holding feasts in late autumn was actually pretty common, especially when there were bountiful harvests that gave the Plymouth Colony residents more food than they needed, which appears to have been the case in 1621. In a book called Of Plymouth Plantation, written by William Bradford, who was governor of Plymouth during the 1620s, he describes his citizens as being plentifully provisioned that year. As well as wild fowl, they got abundance of wild turkeys. And afterwards, many wrote at length about their plenty to their friends in England, not feigned, but true reports. Now, an important distinction to make is that while this feast was a celebration of gratitude for that year's harvest, the Puritans of Plymouth did not consider it the first Thanksgiving at the time. If they did, the event would have had a religious component to it that included fasting, prayer, and other rituals instead of just maxing out on good food. Also, unlike the mainstream narrative claims, Native Americans from the Wampanoag tribe were not invited to partake in the feast or if they were, their invitations got lost in the mail. That being said, they did show up at one point, and the reason why is pretty hilarious. In a 1600s work titled Mort's Relation, Journal of the Plantation at Plymouth, Edward Winslow, one of Plymouth Colony's leaders who worked for the aforementioned governor, writes, Amongst other recreations, we, the Plymouth residents, exercised our arms, a phrase which we're pretty certain means shot our guns in the air. He also says that after hearing the commotion and assuming the pilgrims were being attacked, the leader of the Wampanoags showed up with some 90 men who for three days we entertained and feasted, and they went out and killed five deer, 
which they brought the plantation and bestowed on our governor, the captain, and others. So to reiterate, the only reason the Native Americans were present at that feast is because they heard the presumably plastered pilgrims hooting, hollering, and blasting their guns in the air and thought they needed to be saved from a rival tribe that they weren't on good terms with. Just imagine what was going through the natives' heads when they showed up and saw a bunch of crazy white folks having the time of their lives. Honestly, it's a better story than the one that we were told, but maybe not as easy for a kindergarten class to recreate, as incredible as that would be to watch. Almost as entertaining as when that guy remade Scarface with six-year-olds. Say hello to my little friend. Take that, you cockroaches. Now the third and final written record of the first Thanksgiving comes from the New England's Memorial by Nathaniel Morton, who details the first 50 or so years of the pilgrims' lives in the New World. He makes passing mention of the 1621 harvest saying, being now well recovered in respect of health, as hath been said, they began to fit up their buildings against winter and received in their first harvest and had great plenty of fowl and fish to their great refreshing. Once again, the attendance of the indigenous peoples is completely left out. And that's basically everything we know. It seems like the harvest feast of 1621 was like the harvest feast from every other year. We do have record of actual thanksgivings involving religious prayer and fasting by colonists living in 1637 and 1676, but there was no native presence at any of these. In fact, both of these celebrations took place after bloody victories where natives were defeated in battle. And in 1676, Plymouth went so far as to mount the head of a Wampanoag member above their town on a pike, and they left it there to rot for 20 years. And as if that wasn't evil enough, that head belonged to the son of the Wampanoag's leader, Massasoit Sachem, who had played a pivotal role in helping the colony survive during its early years by sharing much needed supplies. Kind of insane that we inherited our holiday of gratitude from such ungrateful, undeserving swine but it just goes to show that the controlling powers here in America have always been about saying one thing and then doing the complete opposite. So at this point, you gotta be wondering, if the first Thanksgiving in 1621 wasn't really the first Thanksgiving, where did that narrative come from? And when was the actual first Thanksgiving? Believe it or not, we have the answers to those questions, and I'll tell you all about them after I shout out our sponsor, ExpressVPN. Have you ever noticed that internet access is a lot cheaper than it used to be? Yeah, that's not because your provider is generous. They're actually making their money off you another way, by spying on your internet activity and then selling your data to big tech companies. The good news is there's a really easy way to protect yourself and your personal info, and there's nothing that your ISP can do about it. The answer is ExpressVPN. For those unfamiliar, ExpressVPN is an app that creates a secure tunnel between your devices and the internet so that everything you do online is encrypted. It does this by rerouting your internet connection through a secure server, which blocks your internet service provider from being a weirdo and watching everything you do online. It's not just your phone or your computer either. ExpressVPN works on all of your devices, tablets, smart TVs, even your router, so you can cut those creeps off at the source and keep your family safe. And I know that may sound complicated, but I can't stress enough how simple it is. You just download ExpressVPN like you would any app, then you press one button to turn it on, and it's working seamlessly in the background to protect you, your data, and your peace of mind. 
So if you want to join me and protect your online activity with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider and a ton of other places, go to expressvpn.com slash johnsolo to get three extra months for ExpressVPN protection for free. That's expressvpn.com slash johnsolo. Chapter 2. The Real First Thanksgiving so the truth about the real first Thanksgiving is dependent on how you define Thanksgiving. If we're talking about the first feast shared between Europeans and natives, our records indicate that in 1565, nearly 60 years before the Plymouth Feast, a Spanish fleet came ashore and planted a cross in the beach to christen the new settlement of St. Augustine in what would become Florida. And to celebrate the occasion, 800 Spanish settlers shared a feast with the native Timucuan people. But if we're looking for the first officially titled Thanksgiving, that wasn't until 1777 when George Washington proclaimed a day of Thanksgiving in December as a celebration of the U.S.'s victory over British forces at Saratoga during the Revolutionary War. That was just a one-off Thanksgiving though, and while Washington would go on to call for a few more Thanksgiving celebrations to be had in November of 1789 and February of 1795, the reoccurring annual holiday wouldn't be established for quite some time. Several decades later, in September of 1863, a woman named Sarah Josepha Hale, who Messed Up Origins fans might remember as the possible author of the original Mary Had a Little Lamb poem, wrote a letter to President Abraham Lincoln requesting for Thanksgiving to be made a national holiday. Now, she wasn't the first one to have this idea or the only one behind the movement, and we even know that Lincoln encouraged Americans to get together every fall for a day of gratitude anyway. But we do believe that she was the swing vote, because within a week of her sending the letter, the president proclaimed that going forward, America would celebrate Thanksgiving on the final Thursday of November every year. In said proclamation, he explained the importance of a holiday like Thanksgiving. At the time, America was in the thick of the Civil War, and in a time of such division, he wanted to provide a day of unity and gratitude for the whole nation. So if you want to know who to thank for your four-day holiday weekend, look no further than Honest Abe. But wait, if there are so many other candidates for the first Thanksgiving, how did the 1621 celebration end up with the coveted title? Well, we can't say with 100% certainty who's responsible for popularizing the 1621 date, but we are pretty positive about where it started. In 1841, a few decades prior to Lincoln's Thanksgiving proclamation, a reverend named Alexander Young inextricably linked three things, the 1621 feast, the tradition of autumnal harvest festivals, and the name Thanksgiving. He did this in a footnote of his horribly titled book, Chronicles of the Pilgrim Fathers of the Colony of Plymouth from 1602 to 1625. I almost fell asleep just trying to read that. In which he retroactively dubs the 1621 feast the first Thanksgiving. We're not sure why he called it that. Maybe it was a false assumption on his part, or maybe he had been misinformed by somebody else. But this footnote is the earliest written record we have of anyone calling the 1621 feast the first Thanksgiving. So I feel pretty comfortable blaming all the confusion on that guy. But on that note, I better take off, Solo fam. It's time for me to enjoy my three favorite things, turkey pot and pie. Before I go, though, let me just say I am so unbelievably thankful for every single one of you for watching this 
video, for making it to the end, and for continuing to support the Messed Up Origins team. We were having a pretty rough go of it view-wise after I took a few weeks off to move and get married. I know, how dare I live my life? That's not what the YouTube overlords want. But those of you who had stepped away during that low point all came rushing back in October. So I guess I just want to say, thanks for only abandoning us temporarily. If it weren't for you all, I have no idea what my life would be like, but I know it wouldn't be as fun or interesting, so thank you. Keep an eye on your sub boxes for the next few Thursdays because we'll be diving into some Norse mythology and celebration of God of War Ragnarok. Until then, my name is John Solo, and don't forget, John shot first.